you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, their request was approved and paid vacation starts this week. Yes, your lineup will be sans some stars, but no worries. We'll fill that bi-week hole on your roster. Week four spot starts are on the way. It's his time to shine. Like Simon says, only it's our Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. So we'll call it uh, Fab Flabs. His uh, weekly manifesto known as Start Sit is on the way. And we get it. Not every fantasy player is producing like they should. But don't worry. We're bringing in the replacements. Shane Falco, man. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money-Smith here alongside the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano and the man who is good enough to get an NFL Shield lapel pin unlike the rest of us because he's super special, mm-hmm. Elliot Harrison. Well, if you have Fab's blabs, I think I have Elliot's toilets. My fantasy live team lost, lost to your uh, your team oh, this yeah, weekend. Oh, yeah, head-to-head this week, huh? Yeah, overtime. Fab's got me. My yeah. auto-picked team uh, played like an auto-picked Elliot's team. Elliot's yeah. toilets, But, huh? hey, yeah. Elliot, at least you got the shield on the That's right. There. That's, That's right. right. I represent. I very, like the league. Very presidential in an NFL sort of way. There we go. Get the single on that there, shield. All right, we start things off in Minnesota. Bad news. Uh, Vikings place quarterback Matt Castle, unfortunately, on season-ending injured reserve Wednesday morning. So now it is the rookie, Teddy Bridge. Bridgewater's uh, time to shine, as we said earlier. What are your thoughts on Teddy B? I think the Vikings are going to try to get him some confidence early, Fabs. I'm expecting a lot of bubble screens, high completion throws in the first quarter, which I think will get him going early. But that said, I think there's only upside here for the Vikings offense. They haven't exactly been killing it the last two weeks. We have been working together for so long. That was the the exact same analysis, upside. 
And that's what I like with this rookie quarterback. Now, the quarterback position is really deep. Yep. So, unless you're in a deeper league or you start two QBs, maybe you're not picking them up. But I'm really interested to see what Bridgewater can bring to this offense. Well, we said it uh, yesterday, I believe, Fabs. Cordero really had one play. I mean, that, that is his entire— And it entire... wasn't even a catch. No, it was, uh, it was a run out of the backfield where mm-hmm. he broke a bunch of tackles. And we yep. watched a bunch of Rams stumble over one another as he made his way to the end zone. So this is perhaps an opportunity. Don't trade. Don't drop Cordero Patterson yet. See if, in fact, Teddy Bridgewater can change things for someone you probably drafted pretty high. Yeah, no question about it. Remember, no Kyle Rudolph now. So if Patterson wasn't the first option in that offense, he is now. Yeah, and North Turner was very excited about Teddy Bridgewater going into the season. Sure, and when I talk about high percentage throws, those little bubble screens, you see the Falcons do it with Julio Jones. Get the playmaker of the football, and I think the Vikings will try to do that. Maybe he only catches seven balls for 50 yards, but they're going to hope that he breaks one. Well, speaking of players that uh, coaches were excited about in the preseason, that would be Maurice Jones-Drew, and fantasy owners have been waiting for MJD to return to the field after he's been sidelined with that hand injury for the past two weeks. He and the Raiders travel across the pond to London to take on the Dolphins in the first game of NFL's International Series. So, should we expect him on the field Sunday? Well, he caught up with Terrell Davis on NFL AM Wednesday morning. Hands doing well. You know, I got a chance to get out here today. Got hit on it a couple of times. I feel good. Uh, just, just trying to get out on the field and help my man out. You know, it's, it's you know, we. I feel like we both would do better if we were both out there. So, obviously, he's been taking the brunt of the carries and, and the brunt of the game, the reps and stuff. So, want to get out there and try to give him a blow here and there and let him let him get his legs back underneath him so he can run. All right, so are you playing Sunday? Can we count you in on Sunday? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not up to me, but I, I, I feel like I'll be able to play. So, MJD, of course, it's not his decision up to the coaches. And, the hand uh, looks pretty manager. stiff, though. But, uh, well, you know, maybe that's just the way he likes to hold it, you know, Michelle Tafoya like style. Like that, you know. <laughs> what wow. about it? Uh, is MJD a start if he's a go? No. 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 Okay. I like the Dolphins front seven. No. Darren McFadden is a guy that I would start over Maurice Jones-Drew if I needed to start a Raiders running back. Okay, let me, uh, hey, I'm going to push it further here. Go ahead. Uh, If he's available, do you pick him up off the waiver wire? I'd pick him up off the waiver wire. Let me just say this. I get what Niall Davis was able to do against the Dolphins. This game is London. There's too many weird factors to play a guy like MJD. We're not talking about Eddie Lacy here. We're talking about MJD. Too many, you know, overseas, Darren McFadden, injury, too many questions. And then you also left out Raiders. Yeah. Have to include oh, that is that one important? As well. You have to include oh, that okay. one as well. All right, a bit of relief. In Tennessee, Titans quarterback Jake Locker underwent an MRI for his wrist that he injured last week. Results of the MRI were negative. No structural damage. So Locker's status for the Titans game against the Colts, we won't know it until later in the week. But if Locker can't go, veteran Charlie Whitehurst would get the start. How does that quarterback situation affect the likes of Kendall Wright or Delaney Walker or the others? Well, I'm still playing Delaney Walker regardless. It's a good matchup. Kendall Wright hasn't been that good this year. Unless you start three wide receivers, maybe you sit him down. But you know what the big play could be here? If Charlie Whitehurst is the quarterback for the Titans, pick up the Colts' defense and play them. That is a very nice streaming option. Charlie Whitehurst is a big step down from Jake Locker, and Locker's sort of been cursed ever since we loved him in Week 2. Hasn't done anything yeah. since then. Yeah, I, I agree with all those points about the Colts' defense. I agree about Delaney Walker. Good Weeks 1 and 2 for him. If you're in a two-quarterback league, though, I don't think you just give up on Locker now. I do believe in Ken Wisenhunt. I do think he will turn it around. Uh, Jake Locker's not going to play like he has the last two weeks the rest of the year. I will respectfully disagree. Wisenhunt right? <laughs> likes guys that get the ball out quick and super accurate, and those are the two things that Jake Locker is. And I just feel like that first game against Kansas he City. He can't get play. out of the pocket and run, though. Yeah, he can. And you know what? Running uh, quarterbacks gets you quick fantasy points. No question there. That's that. Time to bring in the rest of our crew, Molly Karam and Marcus Grant, for more. 
Money, thank you kindly. Molly Karam here with Marcus Grant. Hello, everybody. And we're going to take a look at the waiver wire. Guys to pick up, and these are players that are available in 50% or more of leagues. And we begin with Kirk Cousins. He has been uh, lighting it up and gets the Giants this week. But I know Thursday Night Football concerns you. Thursday Night Football does concern me, but... They are at home, speaking of Washington, and I think that is going to help. You've got the Giants having to come in on, off the road after playing in a short week. I think Kirk Cousins is a good play this week. If nothing else, you pick him up and you put him on your bench just because he has played so well. I think he's a guy who, if he keeps going, if he keeps the starting job all throughout the season, could finish just outside the top ten in fantasy points at the position. That's solid for a guy you get off the waiver wire. No question. I'm putting him in the top ten there, Marcus. All right. I'm getting aggressive. You Let's go. move on here to Vikings running back Matt Asiata. He's filled in nicely with Adrian Peterson out. Four TDs and three career starts. Yeah, and you know he's not necessarily a big play guy. He's not going to get you, you know, well over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns every week, but he's a nice plug-and-play guy, especially if you've got running backs on a bye, if you've got guys who are injured, and the Falcons' run defense has been vulnerable this year. So Asiata is a guy you maybe plug in your lineup as an RB2 or a flex, depending on your situation. Yeah, the Falcons have allowed the third most points per game to running backs. Moving on to that Tennessee backfield, Sean Green against that Colts run D. That's uh, sort of questionable. It is sort of questionable, and you still have to worry about the quarterback situation there in Tennessee, as you heard the guys mention just a little while ago. You wonder if it's going to be Locker, if it's going to be Whitehurst. I think the Titans may go and lean on that run game a little bit, especially because the Colts' run defense has been a little bit shaky. Don't worry so much about Bishop Sankey this week. He looked good last week, but there's still some things he has to work on. The coaching staff has admitted to that. I think Sean Green's a sneaky flex play this week. Agreed. And let's move on to the number two guy in Pittsburgh, Marcus Wheaton. Now, he wasn't on that list, just outside of it, but he's owned in only 26% of leagues. Yeah, and I think that number needs to go up just because the Steelers find different ways to get him the football. He is not going to surpass Antonio Brown, obviously, as the number one guy in that passing game. But Wheaton has played some good football this year, and he's a guy who can get you some targets he can get you some points especially in a ppr league maybe find some different ways to score for you a little bit and the bucks really struggled i mean it was a disaster on thursday night football so i don't know if it'll be that bad again but it appears to be potentially a good matchup all right let's be a negative nancy here and tee up the uh worst players here the top 10 dropped guys and we've got dennis pitta danny woodhead kyle rudolph bobby rainey Larry Donnell, no Sean Moreno. And let's get into some of these guys. And let's start with no Sean Moreno. He's expected to miss four to eight weeks with a dislocated elbow. Do you keep him on your bench if you have depth? What do you do here? Well, this is the thing. If you have the depth, I would suggest you stash no Sean Moreno and you find somebody else to plug into that running back spot. If you're shorthanded and you need to free up some space, I understand why you let him go. But he was so effective when he played. And you figure once he gets back, he's going to be back in that starting role again. It's hard to just say goodbye to him, knowing that somebody else in your league is going to snatch this guy up. This next one's a tough one. Bernard Pierce, and they're taking on Carolina this week. He didn't play in week three with the thigh, but it's changing. Who's starting there every week? They're every rotating single those week. You know, one week it's Pierce. Then it's Justin Forsett. Then it's Lorenzo Talaferro. You just never really know where the Ravens are going to go. And for that reason... I'm really scared to just put him out there on the waiver wire and go and have him have a big week. Now, this week against the Panthers, it's not a very good matchup. But just saying goodbye to Bernard Pierce without really knowing what the Ravens want to do in that running game, it's kind of risky right now. Yeah, you might want to hang on, hang on a little longer until yep. we have a better idea what's going on there. Chris Johnson taking on Detroit. Now, his rush attempts have decreased in each uh, game this season. Yeah, and we, you know, we talk a lot about guys passing the eye test, for instance. Chris Ivory 
looks like the better back in the Jets offense right now. We, we see that both Johnson and Ivory can line up on the field at the same time. That's good news for Chris Johnson. The bad news is that it sometimes shows us that Chris Ivory has been the much better player between the two. Johnson's the guy you're at least relegating to your bench. And again, if you are short on depth and you need to go somewhere else, it's time to say goodbye to him. All right, let's move on to Arizona. And you know, Marcus, I was covering this game. Larry Fitzgerald not involved uh, much again this past week. We saw Michael Floyd's really the number one option. And then John Brand was doing a lot. So what do we do with Larry Fitz at this point? Larry Fitzgerald, it's time to maybe if, if you can try to trade him and get something for him, maybe you can you know, get somebody to buy in on the name value alone. But it's hard to put Larry Fitzgerald in your lineup every week simply because Michael Floyd is getting most of the targets, and they're finding new ways to get the ball to John Brown as a receiver. A lot of those short throws, a lot of those bubble screens, it's making it really hard to count on Fitzgerald. And, again, if you're short on depth, maybe you got to say goodbye. I know it's hard to think that, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to make the – make the decision 100 plus receiving yards once in the last 13 games so it's you're really dropping some of these big name guys man some of them you do so i mean it's it's hard it's i know tough. i it's know Larry it's Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. it's hard it's but sometimes Johnson. sometimes you got to take the name off the back of the jersey and just look at the production can't go brand name we'll go for the value at this point yep. all right good stuff thank you coming up next on nfl fantasy live yeah there's six teams on a bye this week yeah i said six we've got some guys to help fill those roster gaps and if you're looking for more holes to fill we've got you covered Adam Rank stops by with his 11 sleepers for week four. Tight end, running back, wide receiver. It's all there. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to join CBS and NFL Network for Thursday Night Football. This week showcases two NFC East teams, a matchup between the New York football Giants and the Washington Redskins. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. on NFL Network. Coverage continues at 7.30 on CBS and NFL Network. Football starts here. Welcome back in, everybody. And gentlemen, our first wave of bye weeks are upon us. It is hard to believe. So let's take a look at which teams will be sitting this one out. So here are the uh, teams that are not playing in week four. We're going to show you those right now. The Bengals. The Broncos, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks. I hope I'm playing the team that has Peyton Manning this week. Or Marshawn. Or Marshawn. Well, you're in about... 15 leagues, so I'm, only sure, 11, I'm, only sure, 11. I'm sure there's good odds that that potentially might happen, Michael Fabiano. So as you can see, a lot of big-name players out this week. So we're going to give you some guys you can plug and play. And, Fabs, let's begin with Matt Asiata. Obviously, Adrian Peterson not there, and he seems to be the guy. And he's got a really good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. They've really struggled against the run this season. So if Asiata is out there on your fantasy waiver wire, go ahead Pick him up. Start him this week. He's an RB2 slash flex. The Falcons have given up five rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. That is the most in the National Football League. Asiata's a good play. All right. How about uh, Dwayne Allen? He seems to be uh, the tight end one at this point. He's got a good matchup this week. Yeah, I'm still amazed at how many people don't own him on their teams. I mean, are in their leagues. Uh, NFL.com, this guy's so available. But the big play right there week one against the Denver Broncos, had a touchdown against Jacksonville. At this point, especially on the buys, especially with all the tight ends that are down in the league, like Dennis Pitta, for example, who just went down for the year, you got to pick him up and plug and play against the Tennessee Titans. It's that simple. Yeah, great pickup of you, Pitta, especially. Uh, Marcus, men hate when I speak for them. I've been, I've been told this, but I'm going assu- to assume that if uh, you only like run DMC, if uh, – if, um, MJD sidelined. There you go. Yeah, I, I got no problem with you speaking for me. It's all good. Yeah, I, I, I do. I like Darren McFadden a lot this week. I know that guys in the international series generally haven't had big days on the ground, but I think McFadden, especially if Jones Drew isn't available, is a guy who can get you some decent yards running, maybe a few catches. 
maybe even sneak into the end zone once or twice and kind of salvage your day as a flick. And I don't blame you for not thinking of MJD because he's been a non-factor. Period. <laughs> non-factor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having my back there on that one. It's a little bit of a brain fart, as we like to say. Elliot, the Lions defense getting the Jets in that uh, depleted receiving core. Yeah, you know, this is pretty easy. It's Geno Smith. It's, you know, some things. It's you know, I got to pick up my boy right here. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, week one, you see it right there against the Giants. Excellent defensive performance. Week two, they lose to Carolina. That was really more about Carolina's defense and their offense making plays on the Lions. And then last week, we saw the Packers did about 150 yards net yards passing. Uh, Green Bay's offense couldn't do anything. Lions defense is balling out right now. And against the Jets, I like them as a plug-and-play. They are available on NFL.com. Yeah, it looks great if you're streaming defenses. Fabs, DeAndre Hopkins against that Bills secondary who looked really suspect when the Chargers exploited them. Who's the best fantasy receiver in Houston right now? DeAndre Hopkins. It's not Andre Johnson. It is DeAndre Hopkins. Double-digit fantasy crazy. in two of his first three games this year, playing the Bills, and they're playing in Houston this week, which means it's a home game. The Bills on the road, two or more touchdown catches, and three of their last four roadies. I really like Hopkins this weekend. We all need to root for Hopkins because no one wants to see James Coe in high heels. I was going to say Kevin Walter. <laughs> he actually had some fantasy relevance for about two seconds. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, how about this Tennessee backfield? A bit confusing, but there's a, a good matchup here with the Colts run D. It very much is. The Colts run defense has been suspect. I like Sean Green because he's the guy who is running hard. He's the more power runner of the two. I know Bishop Sankey had some nice numbers last week. I'd like to see him get touches outside of garbage time, though, coming up in the future. I know the Colts, or the uh, Titans, coaches rather, have some issues with Sankey. I like Green as a guy who's a short-term, one-week plug-and-play guy. All right, so bye weeks in full effect. So those are some guys that you could spot start there. Good stuff, gentlemen. Thank you kindly. And for more players that you can plug and play this week, let's send it over to Adam Rank for his week four sleepers. Adam. Thanks, guys. Every week I provide 11 sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. What's the segment called? Well, you guessed it. Ranks 11. Right now, what do you say to me giving you three sleepers right here? Come on, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking. We walk down to the running back position in Donald Brown. And if you're asking what Brown can do for your fantasy team, well, you should be ashamed of yourself because you're more clever than that. But I will say Brown is a great play this week against the Jaguars. The matchup is outstanding. Plus, the Chargers like to play a ball-controlled offense that puts the rock in Brown's hands a lot. I'm talking 31 times. 31 times in today's NFL. It seems like we haven't had a running back run it 31 times since Dino was crooning at the Copacabana. He is a clear RB2 this week. Let's move the wide receiver position. Same game. And Allen Robinson is somebody who should have caught your attention this week. The Blake Bortles era has started down in Duval. Well, actually, it's starting in San Diego this week. But here's the point. Robinson has been one of the most reliable receivers on the team as he leads the club in targets and receptions. Those numbers figure to increase with Bortles at quarterback. I'm telling you, there's something brewing down there in Jacksonville, and you want to get into the ground for it, don't you? All right, let's move on to tight ends, and a lot of us are in Barney because of injuries and the bye week. That's why I'd like to advocate Travis Kelsey right now. He was a preseason darling for many of us because of his athleticism, and his production is clearly on the rise. He currently ranks 11th among tight ends, and he's the Chiefs' leading receivers. A lot of tight ends are third and fourth options on the team, but the Chiefs have tried to find a way to get the ball into Kelsey's hands each and every week, and that's only going to increase as time goes on. Plus, again, injuries and bye weeks are hurting us here at the tight end position. So go ahead and pick him up. So what's that? You think we need one more? Okay. How about eight more? 
You'll get more of all that stuff because I got a Boski and Jim Brown and Miss Daisy, two Jethro's and Leon Speaks, and not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. All that right now at NFL.com slash ranks 11. All right. See you when I see you. See you on the flip side, Rank. Thanks. I needed that other one. It's been a weird start for fantasy wide receivers, right? Demarius, Larry Fitz, even Keenan, nada. Well, we're going to help you with some of those concerns next. But listen, don't let bye weeks get you down. Michael Fabiano has just the thing to cheer you up. His week four stardom and sit players. It's all next on NFL Fantasy Live. With NFL Now, you can watch stories, news, and highlights of your favorite teams on all your devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. For myriad reasons, like we see darn near every season, the position you likely drafted highest is already dealing with some serious attrition. So let's get a look at some big-name running back concerns through week three, you see some injury, some just production-based. Obviously, the first three, Charles Foster, Lots Doug Martin. Games. Yeah, I mean, you got two, well, top ten picks maybe in the case of Arian Foster. Went high. Monty Ball, Matt Forte, not giving you what you need. And then there's Eddie Lacy, who's in a category all <laughs> So, if you have one of those running backs, who are you looking to replace them with? Elliot, why don't you get us started? Well, I tell you what, in your whole intro there, you used myriad I attrition. I feel a lot I of pressure here to give me something uh, big. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you, if you've been a little whimsical okay. looking at your bench, <laughs> don't be about Rashad Jennings. You have to play him right now. Rashad Jennings is a volume play. I don't care what you thought about him before. I don't care if you think of him as MJD's caddy in Jacksonville or with Oakland last year. But Rashad Jennings is a volume play. Now, I realize a lot of you are already onto this. I'm just speaking to those who aren't. Rashad Jennings is a must play. I don't care how strong your lineup is. He's got to at least be in your flex because he can not only run the football, and that's what he's been doing, but he's also a very good pass catcher. And I will say, and I am, I preach this regularly, I don't like road teams on Thursday night football. I don't they either. don't play well, but the running back position is different. See the hole. Hit the hole, That's what get I'm yards. Saying. It's the only play you can make. So if you hear, don't play guys on Thursday Night Football when they're the road team, running back is the one position where you're clear there. I agree. Okay. All right, fans. <laughs> well, I was expecting to tangle here. I was expecting a little something. How do you feel about home teams in San Diego? Uh, I feel good. Against feel the Jaguars, good. you feel better? I feel a lot better. Keep oh, it going, Fabs. Donald on. Brown, the only guy like it. in that backfield for the Chargers right now, he is a must-add in all fantasy football leagues because Ryan Matthews, eh, he's gone, knee injury. And then you've got Danny Witted, uh, yeah, yep. he's gone too uh, with a leg and ankle. So this is the guy. Donald Brown is the guy last year, 25th in fantasy points among running backs. He's got a great matchup this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No team in the National Football League. Let me repeat that. No team in the National Football League has given up more points to fantasy running backs. Donald, good Brad. That's a a good play, Mr. Harrison. And uh, your hair looks good. And by the way, you know, a little little sneaky play. Sorry, Fabs, but no Marion Grice either. Exactly. exactly. Arizona picked him up. So he's getting all those touches. All right, Ahmad Bradshaw, Marcus. Ahmad Bradshaw is a guy that, you know, he is still. I guess technically behind Trent Richardson on the depth chart there. But you talk about the eye test. I mean, forget all the numbers. He just looks like the better running back. And he's going to continue to get more touches as things go along. And on paper, the matchup isn't particularly great against the Titans. But they've given up four rushing touchdowns this season. That's tied for second most in the National Football League. And Bradshaw is just running hard, getting to the outside. And more than that, Andrew Luck likes throwing him around the goal line. I mean, that's fantastic right there. So Bradshaw's a guy you're picking up and you're putting in your lineup. I added him too. 
You did. Yes, boy. Congratulations, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I'm in a one-team, yeah, one-man well, you know, league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the ads I want. has high waiver priority, so he's like You know, we do, the, uh, we do the sounds of the game here at the, uh, the NFL Network. They had a mic on Andrew Luck, and when he was in the huddle, he said, hey, Ahmad, and it was Trent Richardson, and he just went, oh. that was mean that was just mean pierre thomas pierre thomas in new orleans since the injury to mark ingram uh pierre thomas clearly was the guy that they liked on those passing downs coming out of the backfield so certainly pierre thomas would be my pick of someone you can start uh moving forward in in the case of injury look I, i will start him over a handful of those backs if eddie lacy doesn't do it against uh against the old chicago bears he'll do it he will. I think You're right about that. He will. Right. I will consider moving Pierre Thomas into my uh, one or two spot regularly. Let's move on to some wide receivers that have struggled, guys. And here you go. Wide receiver concerns, all production-based this time around. Keenan Allen has, uh, well, he's come out the gate slow, to say the least. But you just talked about it with Donald Brown. A good matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Larry Fitz did not get his first reception against San Francisco until the middle of the fourth quarter. So let's get rolling with these wide receivers. And uh, Marcus Brandon Cooks, a good replacement. Brandon Cooks has been fantastic for the first few games of the season for the New Orleans Saints. And part of it is because the way they get him the football, a lot of short passes, a lot of screens, and it basically works like an extended handoff. And sometimes they even just hand it to him and let him run. I mean, they are finding different ways to get him the football. And obviously Jimmy Graham's going to be the number one target in that offense. But the way Cooks is playing, he's kind of made Marcus Colston expendable. And he's a guy that you're going to see, I think, on a lot of waiver wires coming up in the future, speaking of Colston, just because Cooks has been so effective in the flow of that offense. Yeah, Brees sure does like him. No question. And for good reason. Uh, How about it, Elliot? Well, I tell you what, Money, you more than anybody dorks out over college ball. I do. How often do we talk about back-to-back rookie wide receivers on this show being somebody you can play? It almost never happens. It's the year of the rookie receiver, I'm telling you. Well, plus the game's changing. I mean, there are more college concepts being installed into these pro offenses, and the rules certainly help wide receivers out a lot, so young guys can have a bigger impact now. But all that said, you couldn't get two different players than Brandon Cooks and Kelvin Benjamin, but Kelvin Benjamin is a guy that you just have to play. Here's the thing about Kelvin Benjamin that I love. I'm not going to throw a bunch of fantasy numbers at you right now just watch him play use the eyeball test when he's covered he's open they can throw the ball to him even if he's got a corner right on him he will jump and meet the ball at his highest point and of course as i'm saying that we show video of him running wide open yeah <laughs> but you get the point he's made some great catches. the catch he made well there's one right there and the catch he made against tampa in week one outstanding he's six foot five he's 260 pounds and he is light well not lightning quick but he's fast quick he's faster than size. your tight ends yeah you so uh yeah almost an impossible matchup all right calvin benjamin uh, a young dude fabs You're going with an old dude. A guy who wasn't drafted in a whole lot of leagues back in August or early September. Now he is 10th in fantasy points among wide receivers. And guys, you know that old saying about revenge being a dish best cold served? uh, Served cold well. Either way. I've got it. (laughs) This is a big game for Steve Smith. Why? He's playing his old team, the Carolina Panthers. So he will be motivated to put up very good numbers. He's leading the team in targets. Dennis Pitt is out. He'll see even more targets. Torrey Smith. He's gone now off the fantasy radar. It's all about Steve Smith. I actually dropped Torrey Smith from my team. Dropped him. Drafted him, I think, in the sixth round. Yeah, gone. Uh, No question. And and you can see, we talked about it. Chemistry. Cam is always looking for Calvin Benjamin. Clearly, Joe Flacco. Well, hence the, uh, I don't know, second most targets in the NFL. Exactly. I'm going to go with uh, Stevie Johnson. Uh, Just, again, eyeballs. And out in Arizona, they had the issues with the tight ends. They had to go four wide and five wide. And the intriguing thing to me about Stevie is you've seen targets increase every single week. You've seen receptions increase every single week. And what we heard in the preseason is that Stevie was struggling 
struggling to get the offense down. He certainly is doing that more. He runs great routes. He is exactly where uh, where Colin Kaepernick needs him. And Anquan Bolden, while he is a possession receiver, he's doing a lot of his work on the outside. You see Stevie in that slot regularly, and the middle of that field has been wide open for the 49ers because they're still concerned about Kaepernick taking off and running. And you're seeing it right there with all of those receptions for Stevie Johnson. I think he will continue to do that. And I would start him this week against Philadelphia in what should be a shootout like we saw last week against Give, Washington. Yeah, given their defense. And as you were saying, that about him being a good route runner you could see him sitting down in the zone and a lot of that is feel when you're yeah. out there running he's a smart wide receiver yeah no doubt and Colin Kaepernick and he's starting to develop that chemistry uh still to come on NFL Fantasy Live acronyms on three one two three acronyms you PPR weirdos are in luck because Michael Fabiano is bringing the heat for you that's right your special two but first we will force our experts to go head to head on some of your toughest questions like should you add Jordan Matthews or John Brown oh the humanity that and more Next on NFL Fantasy Live. Ahead on NFL Fantasy Live, have you been committed to a certain fantasy player and they've continuously broke your heart? Well, up next, our experts explain which fantasy stars you need to cut the love ties with. And how are you doing in your PPR leagues? We'll thrill you with some of these studs. Don't know who they are? Well, we've got you covered with our list of PPR fantasy standouts. And finally, the segment everyone's been waiting on, Mr. Fabiano, start him, sit him for week four. Should you start him, Newton, or sit him? Mmm, fast. That's a good one. The fantasy smooth criminal and more ahead on NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam here along with my guys, Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant. I feel like it's only human nature that we talk about. Oh, I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. Gosh. (laughs) Good reference. You always want to be starting something. Uh, I enjoy it. All right. We filtered through some of your fantasy questions on Fantasy Genius for our experts to answer. And if you want to make sure your question is answered on the show, all you do is submit them at NFL.com slash genius. And we would love to do that for you. It's time now for In the Moment, presented by the Lincoln Motor company. All right, gentlemen, you know the drill. This is our two-minute drill. We go through as many questions as we can, and this is when we do our community service. We really give back to the people. So you want to get started? Is that your turn? Okay. Who to start? Cordero Patterson or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. He's been a big part of the Texans passing game, and plus, I still worry that Vikings offense doesn't look anything like we thought it would back in August. Yeah, with Matt Castle, but Teddy Bridgewater's playing. They're going to try to get Cordero Patterson on bubble screens, get some confidence for Bridgewater, short completions. We call that a split decision, my friends. Who to add, uh, Jordan Matthews or John Brown? we got the rookies here. I'm going Jordan Matthews. I think the Eagles sold the ball a lot more than the Cardinals. Cardinals with Drew Stanton or Carson Palmer at quarterback. I absolutely agree. Plus, I think this game against San Francisco this week is going to be a high-scoring affair. All right, moving on. Who would you trade Brandon Cooks for – excuse me, would you trade Brandon Cooks for Kelvin Benjamin? I wouldn't. It feels like making a trade for the sake of making a trade. I mean, both those guys – produce about the same, even though if they do it in, in different ways. I agree, and I also disagree. I would. If I can get Kelvin Benjamin, I would trade Cooks, but it does feel a little like trade to make a trade. And if someone gives you a long explanation why to make a trade don't and they're a on trade. a show with yes. you, don't, don't do it. Don't make a trade. <laughs> start? Matt Asiata or Kyrie Robinson, guys? I'm going Asiata because I, I, I'm going Asiata because the matchup is good this week against the Falcons. Have you ever seen the Cowboys defense? <laughs> yeah. The moving pictures, they're not pretty. <laughs> 
Kyrie Robinson. All right, moving on. Would you trade Golden Tate for Justin Forsett? This one's tough. You never know who's in that Ravens back. I wouldn't do it, Marcus. I, I'm not trading for Justin Forsett. Too muddled over there. I'll take Golden Tate. Exactly. And I think this week Tate sees a lot of targets. Too. Yeah, I'm with you guys on that one. Too confusing. Who to start, Martellus Bennett or Zach Ertz? We're moving to the tight ends. I'm with Martellus one. Bennett. It is a tough one, but I, I think the Bears' offense against the Packers, I think the tight end's going to get some play. I do. I think this is a tough one, too. I'm going Ertz, but it's close. Because of the shootout? I, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Bennett looked pretty darn good this past week. All right, who to drop, Torrey Smith or Marcus Colston? I'm saying goodbye to Torrey Smith at this yes. point. Mm. Steve Smith is the He's Smith the guy. to all in Baltimore. I'm, I'm fine with money. already did it. Yeah. Torrey Smith's gone. <laughs> he, he did not uh, slow down. Who to start, Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers? Look, I know Kirk Cousins is the flavor of the week. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Yes. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. He told everybody. Yes, go with vanilla. Don't go with macadamia nut. Exactly. <laughs> flavor of the week. Absolutely. Go with the guy that you drafted, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm going with the hot new guy, Kirk Cousins. Just saying. Wow. All right. Good stuff, gentlemen, but I'm not the expert, so listen to them. That was In the Moment, presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. Money and Fabs. Take it away, gentlemen. All right. Thank you, Molly. Uh, Fabs, time to talk to the PPR people to break it down for those that are in standard leagues we love us some points per reception so let's get a look at the players who have been dominating all season long yeah i love ppr leagues this to me should be standard getting points for catches and the one player that i want to talk about first is michael crabtree look at the targets that he's getting in that offense now i know stevie johnson had plenty of targets last week but crabtree is still the best wide receiver in san francisco in a reality or fantasy standpoint and the matchup this week is fantastic against the philadelphia eagles they have been gashed by wide receivers all season long so Crabtree's a guy in a PPR league you got to have in your lineup. Yeah, borderline two in standard leagues, a must-have in PPR leagues. No Let's question. keep it going to the running back position, Fabs. We always talk about C.J. Spiller, right? But Fred Jackson is still the best fantasy running back in Buffalo. He was last year. He has been this, this year as well. And he's seeing targets out of the backfield. He's extremely versatile. I love the matchup this week against the Texans. They've given up 20-plus fantasy points to running backs in two of their first three games. Jackson, dare I say, money, is a better start than Spiller in PPR more standard. Place. All right, running back is the position of concern, injuries, people not performing, and you like your guy, Lamar Miller. Well, they're playing overseas yeah. over in Wembley this weekend, and he has got a very good matchup against the Oakland Raiders. They have given up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs this year, and Miller is tied with LaShawn McCoy for the 11th most catches among running backs. He has 10, and there isn't anybody else there. No Sean Marino, we know is <laughs> so out. That. He is the guy there. He is the default guy, passing, running. Start Lamar Miller this yeah, week. Whether or not he earned it doesn't matter. He's just playing, and exactly. you're going to play him. So uh, Pierre Garçon going to benefit from a, a quarterback change in Washington. Huh? He is. I didn't like the matchup for him last week against the Eagles. He had done nothing previously, but he did make me look bad last week. He had a huge game. I'm starting him on Thursday night, and he's seeing a lot of targets right now. He's tied with Julian Edelman and Antonio Brown for fourth in catches among wide receivers in the National Football League with 22. Great matchup. Garcon's a guy you got to start. All right, there we go. A couple uh, nuggets there for you PPR folks. And coming up, Fabs will deliver his week four starts and sits standardly. Is, uh, is that their big arm, Georgia Bulldog, Matthew Stafford, kicking his feet up or lacing up those cleats? You will get the answer next. And breaking up is hard to do. Good thing our fantasy experts are here to help you out. To which fantasy players should you bid thee farewell? Find out when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Wednesday would not be complete if it weren't for this man, the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano, and his Stardom Sidum Players of the Week. Be sure to check out each and every one of his starts and sits at NFL.com slash 
Start, sit. I know it's your favorite time of the year, Fabs. Fantasy football Absolutely. time and your favorite time of the week. Start, sit. So get us started with the running backs. Let's do it. And we're going to talk about Frank Gore first. Last week did not have a good game. Fewer than two fantasy points, but I still like him in week four against the Eagles. Gore has played the Eagles four times. He's rushed for 100 yards or more three times. And Philadelphia allowed four rushing touchdowns and an average of over 27 fantasy points per game. The running backs in their last two games. You have six teams on a bye this week. You've got injuries at running back. Gore is a nice RB2 slash flex starter. Same thing goes for Pierre Thomas. Last week saw more touches. 51 total yards. He had a touchdown. Over 11 fantasy points. It was his highest total of the season. And I think he's going to have an even better game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys allowed an average of about 17 fantasy points per game to running backs in two of their first three games. And Thomas, in his last two games against Dallas, has scored three touchdowns. A running back I am sitting this week, Reggie Bush. Yes, I know he had a good game last week, but that was then, this is now, and now he- You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 